Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Chris Paul is trying to make the most of his career. He is headed to the Golden State Warriors, the greatest basketball team in the last 10 years. Future Hall of Famer was sent there in a trade that included Jordan Poole to the Wizards. Now, the Warriors fell short in the playoffs, lost to the Lakers. Head coach Steve Kerr said, quote, well, about the Warriors, they needed a shift without giving up the team's identity. Shady, I know you were passionate about this one when you heard about the news. Chris Paul, one of the yep. greatest point guards in the history of basketball, joining one of the greatest basketball <clears throat> teams in the history of basketball when you think about the last 10 years. Does Chris Paul actually make the Warriors better? I think he does, right? When, when it first happened, I was skeptical. Like, ah, oh, I mean, he's older. Is he going to work out? We got Jordan Poole, he's 24, he's young. Even though he was a disaster this year, he's still young. I love it. Mm -hmm. A lot of the reason why I love it is just because who Chris Paul really is. He's a floor general. Yep. On that second team, he comes in there, demanding the, 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 the um, um, picking rolls, getting guys open shots. What we need, there was so many turnovers with the second unit when Steph went off the court and Jordan Poole got on the court. That's one thing. And, and, and how I'm so confident about it is because this weekend, yep. I, met it, I met and I ran into a great Gary Payton. And we were talking about, you know, the, 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 uh, the new trade, et cetera. And one point he made that was excellent. He said, other than just the turnovers, which, you know, is a point guard you can't do. He said, but people forget how well um, Clay Thompson and, and um, Steph Curry, how they play off the ball. Mm -hmm. He said, so now all this room, all this space, right? If you want to do the pick and roll with, with Draymond Green, because Draymond Green's coming back. And then you got Steph running around and Clay, so much space. Yes, that's a great mixture. It's a great matchup. I love it. And then the last part, I think, with, with, with CP3 is, like, at this age, he just wants to win. Mm -hmm. People always talk about, oh, well, mm -hmm. is he okay with backup stuff? Curry? Yes, he's okay with that. He was bad this year, hmm. but the last three, four years, he's been an all-star. So I like the move, and I'm happy that they, they got it done. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh. Uh, the reason I hate it, and Shady, this is because of what you talked about last week before you talked to the great Gary Payton. It's, um... This is a prime example of the grass not being greener on the other side, but being greener where you watered it. People think, well, Chris Paul's better for the Warriors than Jordan Poole. No, Chris Paul's better than a punched Jordan Poole. Chris Paul wasn't better than a non-punched Jordan Poole. And I want to tell you who would be a bad teammate? A punched in the face Chris Paul. He'd be a bad teammate too. So I don't like Chris Paul to the Warriors because the Warriors are essentially bringing sand to the beach. Chris Paul's greatest attribute is his leadership. Well, the Warriors' collective greatest attribute is their leadership. Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, they are the most well-led team in basketball in the last half decade or decade, if you want to call it. I don't need more leadership. I need more athleticism. I need more scoring. 
I need more defense. I need more length. But I don't need more leadership. If you want to talk about needing more leadership in the second unit, you can figure out how you want to do your rotation in order to acquire that. But more than anything, it's you're bringing a guy who's a phenomenal leader to a team that doesn't need leadership. Enjoy. That's why I don't think Chris Paul makes the Warriors better. And truly, that's why I didn't like the trade to begin with. <sighs> I'm just... I'm torn because I think there are teams that Chris Paul would make better. Agreed. Who really need what Chris Paul brings to the table. Agree wholeheartedly. It does feel a little bit like sand to the beach. You have more of something that you didn't really need. But I, I, you know, I guess I was wrong about the Jordan Poole thing. And it mattered a little bit more than I thought. Or maybe Jordan just got very comfortable. Sometimes mm-hmm. that happens. People get comfortable in spaces they have no right to be comfortable in. And... It seems like he wasn't working there, and it was, a, it was a bunch of different things. And so maybe Chris fits the environment better. He's older. He's, he's more serious of a person. He wants to win. He's willing to, you know, back up Steph Curry. I just think from, for, for a very – not a very old team, but an older team and a player that hasn't really been able to be available in the biggest moments, which Golden State Warriors are a team that prepares and is built and plays for the biggest moments yeah. – You'd like to have a little youth. So maybe it wasn't Jordan Poole was the youth that you needed, but, I mean, if Chris Paul can stay available, but how many times have I said that statement? A lot. Mm. A lot. You could say that Jordan Poole wasn't available at the biggest moments. Yeah. Mm. Last year. Present and unavailable. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, physically he was there. Like, he was on the court. A playable. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, does it make? Yes. Yes, I believe it makes him better. Does it make him perfect? Is it the perfect fit? I wouldn't go quite that far. I can make a case where they can make it work and make it fit. But does it make them more mature as a team overall and yeah. how they're going to play? Yes. Does it make them more intelligent? Of course. Yes. yes. Does it, yes. Is it going to make them more efficient? Yes. Sure. Yes. So, but Slick, do they need any of those things in they excess? They they, we they all do. could use more of that. Drinking do. water is great. But do. Do, you can always drink more water. But do they need to be more intelligent? A team led by Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr? Man, How many league. championships is on that team? You're saying that, but what about the same team came in? All they did is turn the ball they over. They led the league in turnovers. Yeah. Like, that's not intelligent. And you bring a, and you, now, you, now you bring a floor general on there. And the guy, Jordan Poole, was the guy who per minute played, had the most turnovers. A lot. So you're getting that out of the way. And I really do believe, and Steve Kerr has sort of intimated at it, like we think about the Warrior system being so unique, right? And it is. The way they run, they don't play as much pick and roll, although last year they played a lot more. A lot last year, yeah. yeah. Is, well, but how well is that system working? Mm-hmm. Like, what they're looking at is we may need to play a different way. They led the league in pace uh, last year, and everybody's like, they, they, they play fast. That's how they, they, that's how they what? Because they didn't win. Like, they weren't successful playing at pace. And by the way, the other team that played at pace, tied with them, San Antonio. Los Angeles Lakers played at a high pace. Memphis Grizzlies played at a high pace. Sack. Lakers slowed down in the postseason. So... The idea that you're going to get Chris Paul and you're going to play slower is not necessarily a bad thing. You look at the Denver Nuggets. They could play fast or they could play slow. You need to be able to do both. And what we saw from the Warriors last year, particularly when Steph Curry was off the floor, is they could only play fast, which is why they had all those turnovers, why they were inefficient. 
And so Chris Paul can bring this different style to them, and I think he still remains and, one of the and, best at playing. And another you just said, like, you talked about bringing Sands to the beach. I, I don't see that, right? You always have extra. And then another thing is, like, what happens on the second group? When you keep talking about all these turnovers, a lot of them turnovers with the Warriors were in the second group. Mm-hmm. A lot of them dumb, dumb errors in the second group. So mm-hmm. now he's going to be part of that second group, controlling that. And then, like, the last time I seen CP3 with a team with so much space, with so much shooters, was the Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. Where they barely, they, they barely lost to the Warriors with Kevin Durant. Game seven, right? They, they, they could have easily been in the, the finals. So my thing is, like, yo, I, I love this move. Only issue is, the only small issue, I don't know if it's small, but only issue is, is on defense. How can you play, you know, Paul Curry on defense? You got to find that out. Shady, my other issue, though, is remember Jordan Poole averaged, I believe, 20.7 or so points per game of the Warriors' 120. In that second group, who's getting buckets? That's the other thing. Like, if Jordan Poole could do nothing else, if he could do nothing else, okay. he could get a bucket. We can all agree on that. Yeah. He could get a bucket. Obviously, in the playoffs, it started to get a little set. Who's going to score? Because if you put Chris Paul out there, with Draymond Green, say you put Kaminga out there, it depends on what wigs you have. Clay clearly can't create his own shot anymore. He was never the greatest at creating his own shot, but he can't create his own shot anymore. Who's going to score points for one of the most prolific offenses? Another thing Gary Payne talked about, or we talked about, I brought this up to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Flex my chest a little bit. <laughs> now that you get that, that, that contract from Jordan Poole off the books, yep. they're going to bring some players in there. Not with- this year. Yeah, but I'm saying, going Moving forward, forward yeah. they're going to have some money to move. Okay, we can get this, we can get that. I mean, because, you know, CP3 is older. I don't see him playing the next, what, four years with the Warriors. Right. But we're going to have some room to wiggle and, and get some players. And points, right? Mm-hmm. Assist is kind of points, too. So if, I'm, so if I'm averaging 12, 14 points, yep. and Chris Paul, and I'm, and I'm creating another 8 to 10 points, yep. that's over 20, bro. He, like, that's <laughs> over 20, bro. You look at what he's done. He's always created shots for other guys. That's Lesser right. scorers, mm-hmm. he's created shots. But he's gotten his, too. Let's not forget. Yeah. That's uh, both yeah, of them. That's, that's, that's he averages, that's he averages 14 and average 14, 9. I'll yes. take his 14, yes. nine, 14 and 9 over, over Pools 20 Turnovers. any day. Because not only am I getting more diversity, but those other guys that I'm getting buckets for, you don't think if I'm getting Kaminga a couple Confidence. buckets, he's not going to play defense yeah. harder? But then, then I'm standing around watching Jordan Poole go crazy, and now i got to go back and get the ball because right. – He's going to play A1 mixtape, volume eight. I mean, doesn't he have to be available to do that? Come on, stop bringing that up. That's the inconvenient truth here. Yeah, like, sorry. I mean. But he's not playing. He's not going to be playing 30-something minutes now, though. Yeah, I mean, he's not the main guy. And that matters. No, I hope it does. I want to see this work. But it is an inconvenient truth. But that he's had some problems being available at the end of the season. And what we're not really talking about this move as a regular season move. Correct. The Golden State Warriors are going to be in the postseason. And we've seen more and more that where you're seated doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. he, it certainly didn't matter to the here's, here's my thought. Because Jordan Poole came on the scene really not this year but the year before. If you were to substitute the last two years Jordan Poole for Chris Paul, I do not believe the Warriors would have fared better. And I guess in all of this talking, that's why I land on my statement. If Chris Paul had to pay, play the minutes that Jordan Poole had to play in the Warriors championship year, like Joy has said brilliantly, he would have gotten injured. Chris Paul, Jordan Poole was putting up 29, 31, 33 minutes a game in the absence of Steph Curry to start the series last year. If Chris Paul had to do that, the Warriors would not have been better. This year, 
Jordan Poole was not great. He was not the reason that the Warriors did not go to the NBA Finals, let alone win the NBA Finals. So if I look I at Chris Paul, sure, but he wasn't the reason. If I look at Chris Paul and substitute Jordan Poole for Chris Paul in the last two years, I don't think the Warriors would have had better results. Why, 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 why do you, hold on, I'm sorry, why do you, why do you, it's like, I guess for your argument's sake, you left to put the two years in there. We can't go by that. That shit's over with. We talking about, we talking about right now, today. Jordan Poole this year was terrible. After the punch, he was way different. So can we please live on that? Do you, and, and, and Chris Paul now, and, and Jordan Poole now, I'm taking Chris Paul. I'm not disagreeing. What I'm saying is you watch the Lakers series more intently than anybody, okay. I would suggest, because right. you love the Lakers, right. you love the Warriors. If Chris Paul was on the Warriors team, I don't think the Warriors are beating the Lakers. I still think Chris I, I, Paul's going to get I don't know that. This is what I will say. I, it'll be had a better shot. He, but you know, he couldn't play no defense. First, so Lonnie Walker's still going to get the Your boy was unplayable. Yeah, they couldn't when play you, him. When you consider they couldn't how play, bad Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was. Out. Yeah. Man, I swear to God, Steve Kerr might have pulled all his gray out. <laughs> Every time he got the ball, oh, get him out of there. <laughs> like you can't even play him. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Dame Lillard, the huge news we are awaiting. What is going to happen to one of the greatest players of the generation and his team, the Portland Trailblazers? Dame and his agent met with the front office yesterday to discuss the direction of the team. The general manager doubled down on the team's commitment to Lillard, releasing a statement to NBA insider Chris Haynes saying, quote, we had a great dialogue. We remain, here's the operative word, committed to building a winner around Dame. They remain committed to building a winner around Dame. However committed they remain, they <laughs> haven't done a good job of doing it in the last couple of years. Shady, you're a huge Dame Lillard fan. Most of NBA sports world is. Most sports fans are huge Dame fans. But is it a mistake for Portland to keep holding on to Dame Lillard? Yes, yes it is. Joy, what's that, that song? Uh, some Anderson. Heard it all before, baby. <laughs> like, what's that song called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you don't like, want me to we, sing I, it. I keep hearing him say, yo, oh, my God, you know, we're standing behind Dane. We're trying to build around him. We're going to get that championship type of team. Where? You, you have a chance in the draft to maybe trade the draft pick to get something else or, or, or draft something, that, uh, other skill set than a point guard. You draft another point guard. And Scoot is a point guard that's going to be there for, for quite some time. Yep. Scoot Number Henderson is going to be a, a top point guard in this league two, three years from now, right? So you have to develop him. How is this team going to help Dan get to a championship? Mm. I'm sorry, better yet. How is this team going to help Dan get to the playoffs? I don't see them going to the playoffs. Mm. Next year, we'll be the same thing. We'll be talking up here. Should the Trailblazers let him go? What are they trying to do? Are they going to help him out? Should they let him go? Well, Miami be great for him. What about the Bucks? What about the Sixers? No. Give Dame a favor, Trailblazers, and let him go. Let him be this great player for another team. He's gave you so many great years. 
there, where most players would have left. True. So I think they're holding him back. Here's my only reason I don't think the Blazers should let go of Dame Joy. It's very simple. When you let go of generational talents, typically, if you are not in a destination city or a destination team, you end up in that sports purgatory for only God knows how long. I think about OKC. They mm-hmm. move on from KD. You move on from West Westbrook. Right. They have just kind of been in NBA purgatory. Why do you think that the likes of the Minnesota Timberwolves, after they moved on from Kevin Garnett, were just in the NBA's purgatory for years? They stumbled into a Kevin Love and stumbled right on out of them. They just ended up in purgatory. I think of even the likes of LeBron James with Cleveland. When you find yourself with a talent, and Dame is clearly not LeBron James, but when you find yourself with a generational talent, of talent, a top 75, a top 100 player, and you're not in a destination city, you don't really have a choice. For me, one of the best comps is actually, and also, Paul George with the Pacers. The Pacers were relevant when PG was there. 2013 to 2017, 2012 to 2018, right around there. I forget the exact year he was drafted, but they were relevant when PG was there. They had players, though. They had some they players. Did. They had some players, they though. Did. Hubert, they had Hubert. They had uh, uh, Lance um, Stevenson. Uh, they had some players. They had some, some defenses. But they ain't been talked about or relevant since. Mm-hmm. So you don't let go of top 75, top 100 players if you don't have to, Joy. That's where I'm at with it. I don't think it's a mistake. I'm kind of with you. They're not a superiorly run organization. They're not bad. I don't think of them as dysfunctional, mm. but I don't think of them as great. They're, they're not a destination. Like you said, they're not going to get free agents. And they're kind of tethered in a way to Dame. Like it's, I would love for them to do that, but Dame's talked about how he wants to be loyal to them. Can you imagine now if they came out and after all this loyalty talk and after all of him saying that he wants to be there for his entire, the entirety of his career, coming out and saying, hey, like, we want to move Dame? I mean, it would, it would be earth-shattering. Yeah. So I don't see them doing that for that purpose. Also, we have to keep in mind, it's not s- sexy to talk about, but it is a business. They do need to sell tickets. They do need to sell yeah. jerseys. They need to get people in the building. And if you are in sports purgatory, in a place where you're not going to get free agents, then you have to hope that all the young talent's going to develop into something new and exciting. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's a disaster. Now, you can talk about the organization being responsible for that, but I think that the, Bla- the Blazers are in a spot where now they have no choice but to continue saying we're going to build around Dame. But to Shady's point, when is that going to happen? Yep. Well, yeah, show me your actions. And then, yeah. like, and, and just real quick, like, for you go, like, the, the t- we also about the ticket sales. Like, who's going to see the, 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 the Portland Trailblazers when they're, they're second to last in the West? Who, who's selling tickets? I catch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all being slick, like, come on. Yeah. Well, look, the other shoe uh, that I referenced is I need – to hear from Damien and his agent mm. that they're on with this. I, it makes perfect sense for me that the Blazers would say, no, we're going to continue to build around him. And I, and I would say until Damien says, I want out, that's what I would do because they, have, they, they did go to the playoffs eight straight times. They went to the playoffs eight out of the 11 years that he's been there. When you're Portland, it sounds good. For every team and every fan base to say, well, we want to win a championship. When are we going to win a championship? And the harsh reality, and this applies to the NFL as much as the, as, as, as the NBA and Major League Baseball, not every team is trying to win a championship. I hate to break Man. that to America, but your team is not necessarily trying to win a championship. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to put out an entertaining product that's going to make them profitable. That's their number one goal. The owner wants to put money in his pocket. And Damian Lillard, for a, for a market like Portland, 
When you fall into a guy that is the face of your franchise, the way Damian has been, and he gets you consistently to the playoffs, even though you can't get free agents there unless you overpay for them, you don't just let that go willingly. So, so what if, is Portland trying to do? Are they right. trying to win championships, or has that window of championship closed? Did it close right around 2020 when Nurk and Gary Trent Jr. Mm. and McCollum? And did it close in that window when yeah. that was that last best chance? What, what they're ultimately trying to do is they're trying to convince Damian that they are making progress towards giving him a shot at some point before he retires. That ultimately, based on them saying, we're going to continue to build around him, that's what they're trying to do. This is not selling it to anybody else but Damian Lillard. You got a hand raise. Question for you, right? Because <laughs> I know you're the basketball expert, mm. right? And sometimes I, I get in my own opinion, so I need to just ask some questions. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, like, okay, they had a meeting, and they're committed to him being loyal, and we're going to try to build a team around him yeah. to potentially get a chip, right? That's yeah. the, the, okay, that's what we're talking about? Yeah. So my thing is, like, the last five years, they've had one all-star, right? It's Dame. Yep. It's Dame. So h- how are we bringing players here? You see what I'm saying? To help me out. Because you go in third pick overall in the draft, you get a point guard. That's, that's what I play. Right. I'm Dame Lillard. <laughs> I play point guard. You go get a point guard. How are you trying to build around me to get better? You get what I'm saying? So, like, where's, I, I don't see it happening. Where, where's it at? So, well, like, when you're picking there, you're picking the best available talent okay, to you. Okay. It's not necessarily, like... Big picture, how do these pieces fit? Do I, get, I, do I pick for need or do I pick talent? Um, but you also have a brand new GM in that position who's trying to move these pieces around. And so uh, it, it, there are no easy solutions here. But until Damian Lillard says to me, I want to go someplace else. And keep in mind, he ain't gonna do it. The, the, the Blazers coming out and saying we're wed to this, I'm not even sure I, I buy that that that's the absolute truth. Because didn't we get the same thing in Brooklyn when Joe Sy and Sean Marks and Kevin Durant, and they all got together and it was like, hey, we're, we've found a way. Mm-hmm. We're moving forward. Mm-hmm. We're going to get something done. It's like, we just need to quell the waters right now. We, we just need to calm Here's what's things so down. fascinating, though, Joy. This is what I can't figure out, because, Shady, you just said he's not going to do it. I agree. The Trailblazers and Dame are kind of like that Spider-Man meme. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. They just sit there pointing at one another. And we've been in those situations before, and I'm sure you have the viewer. You might be in one right now. When you're in a relationship and you know it needs to end, but you don't want to be the one that breaks up. Oh, and they don't want to be the one that breaks up. Yeah. So y'all just stuck. Y'all just stuck looking at each other like, you going to do it? <laughs> you going to do it? Like, because nobody wants to be the bad guy. The Blazers do not want to break up with Dame because as Slick and Joy have alluded to, like, they have been the team that's held Dame down. Dame surely does not want to break up with the Trailblazers because he don't want to ever be the villain. But like two people in that relationship, eventually somebody got to do what the other doesn't and what they don't even want to do, and somebody has to say what needs to be said. It ain't going to work out. It's time for me to go. Well, I don't disagree, and from that perspective, it should be the Blazers. But like I said three minutes ago... How can the Blazers do that? They're the ones that Dame has been loyal to. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you do if you're the organization that the superstar who could leave anytime he wants to, could demand out like so many players have done, is saying year after year that he wants to be there and he wants yeah. to win a championship in here and he wants to bring a championship to Portland and then you let him go? Yeah, when you know what you would essentially be saying to him by doing that is we don't think we can win a championship with you. Which would be the biggest like diss the, the, to a guy twist, who stayed there right. with you to try and to make that happen. the twist that they would play is that we don't feel like we can give you an opportunity to win a championship. But that's not yeah. what it is. Yeah. But that, that's, that's the not- move right there. See, like, you talked about the relationship thing. It's like this. 
it's it's not you. It's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't bring you that. So. But then how do you sell? I hear you. But then how do you, as the Blazers, sell that to your fans? How do you sell? Hey, we aren't capable of building a championship team around this superstar that we have. So we're going to let him go because he deserves better. Right. But please support us in our efforts yeah. to build a championship. Again, just now without our superstar yeah. that we have. But don't every team go through this? Seriously, though. So, okay, so you brought them up. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a good point. Now, I think it was different because they had a lot of stars there. They had, three, they had three MVPs there, yep. right? And they, and they slowly, each one left. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, okay, when, when Westbrook was the last, one, last piece to leave, right? Yeah. They built that team back up. And, okay, see, the next two, three years is going to be a team to compete with in the West. But they've been slow rolling that. I mean, it's, if you look I, at their but, record but, over the last few years, it's I'm not like they're competed for a spot. But Slick, it, it starts somewhere. The rebuilding stage starts somewhere. I, I mean, the, 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 the Sixers, I've been there. When I was, we wasn't good. Mm-hmm. They was giving tickets away for free. Shady, can you please come? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I ain't got nothing to do. But now, I mean, but but, but just, now it's a place to be. They're just right. a, also a really, really young team. I mean, yeah. Nurkic is 28. Lillard is 32. Every other player is yeah. under 24 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a big gap. If you, if you have a balanced team, you have a good mix of veteran players that are experienced with, you know, some young players for their legs and athleticism. But they don't have that. They're already a very imbalanced roster. Yep. So they're, they're actually not building for winning right oh, now. Like- and the only way that they could would be to move off of a big asset to bring – in players, but, but Shady, the asset that they have is yeah. Dame. And here's, though, why I don't think you can. Shady, as much as we want to laud or, or you might even state about OKC, it's three straight years without making the playoffs. A 22-win season, I think a high 30-win season, and a 40-win season. Like, that's three years of real average to bad play. I just don't know if it's worth it. At least hold on to Dame, you got a star and you lose it. At minimum, you have a star and you're losing, but at least you got a star. I'll give you this real quick. Talk to me. So I look at now all these players are getting so many, like, they, when they get traded, they get so many draft picks. Mm-hmm. You look at the Timberwolves, right? You look at different teams like that. Like, he got all them draft picks for him. Yeah. You get a lot for Dame Lillard. I, I even take myself back to when I was with the, the, the Bills. I remember having a long conversation with Sean McDermott. I'm like, listen, we just got draft Josh Allen. Cool. But we just let Sammy Watkins go, and then we picked up Calvin Benjamin. hmm I had a long talk with him in the gym, and they had the nerve to tell me that, well, we think that, you know, this was Sammy was healthy, he was looking good. Well, we think that him and Calvin was the same. I'm like, they're not the same. I said, listen, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm getting older. I'm still like that. You know what I'm saying? And I still want to make my money. So let me go, or if we're not rebuilding, which it looks like we're doing, because I'm not crazy. I got eyeballs. Y'all got eyeballs. If we're not rebuilding, then bring some players in that I can really work with. Bring some linemen. Bring something here. And you know what happened? We couldn't get the money situation right. You know what I'm saying? I was supposed to make like, what, six, seven million dollars, and they, they want to give me a pay cut the next year. Mm-hmm. I say, this is what happens. You, you had me playing with these average players. My numbers look bad. I got the, the high cap hit. So now you want me to take my money now. When I told you it was going to happen before, give me some players, and I'm going to give you the Shady McCoy results. Mm. It didn't happen. I'll go, to get, go with the Chiefs, get a ring, and that's the end of it. That's the end of it. You see what I'm saying? Now you look at them. They got Stephon Diggs. They got Josh Allen, all these linemen. They got Von Miller. They got, they got Poirier, they got, you get what I'm saying? Don't drain this kid's career. Let Dame Lillard go out there and get to be a, a champion. He deserves it. The Shady McCoy results. I've been, I've been there. I got there. I got to figure out. We're going to talk about it later. It's lonely. Are. Enjoy. It's lonely when you lose it. Your boys is winning, you lose it. Baseball is back. And so is Slipping Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Travis Kelsey, a man who needs no introduction. He's one of the NFL's top offensive weapons. But the two-time Super Bowl champ scheduled to make a base salary ranking just 51st amongst players. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Kelsey admitted he thinks about how much more money he could be making, saying, quote, y'all are going to want to listen to this one. My managers and agents love to tell me how underpaid I am. When I saw Tyreek go and get $30 million a year in the back of my head, I was like, man, that's two or three times what I'm making right now. I'm like, the free agent market looks like fun until you go somewhere and you don't win. You see how much more money you could be making, and yeah, it hits you in the gut a little bit. It makes you think you're being taken advantage of. You're being taken advantage of. Shady, I don't like the sound of that coming from what will likely go down as the best receiving tight end and maybe the best tight end in the game of football ever. That's how good Travis Kelsey is. But what was your reaction to the comments when you read it when you heard him? You know what? I, I truly loved it, though. And, and as you read it and I read it also, it, it, it made me feel like he was being honest for a second, yep. right? I think you see Travis Kelsey scoring touchdowns, having, having celebrations, right? Hugging Big Red, Patrick Mahomes, having them great times. But... He had a moment to talk about, like, you know what? Yeah, I love all that. But this, when I sit back and I think, like, dang, I'm really not getting paid my true value. And he's really not. I mean, he's making, what, 14-something a year? Which I think the top of the charts is Darren Waller with 17 million. Like, mm -hmm. we know what's up with that. In 2020, he signed a deal for, what, $22 million guaranteed? We know he's much more than that. But I think it's a matter of just being honest, like he talked about. But also realizing, that, listen, I'm with one of the best offensive dynasties we've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes might go down as one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Andy Reid, we already know what he's about. Planning with that, every year he, in his mind, when he's training in the offseason, he's thinking like, yo, I'm probably going to be in a conference game yep. or the Super Bowl. Yep. And I can, I can tell you this, 85% of the players that's playing and training, they're not thinking that. I'm just trying to see what happens this mm -hmm. year. Where he knows. So it's, it's the gift and the curse. It's yeah. the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's made so much money. He has stuff off the, off the field with endorsements and et cetera. And if you had to pick and choose, I think, not most, but some would pick, yo, I'd rather have a great career, yeah. Hall of Fame career, make money off the field and make solid money um, um, as far as the salary. But they want to win and win championships. Joy, you had a really interesting take on this before the show. Well, I, I, I struggle with the being taken advantage of thing because it is his choice, right, to not go hit the market and not try and go get more money. So it's twofold to me. One, I fully understand his choice to stay with a dynasty in the making in Kansas City. He thought, <laughs> in the making in Kansas City and be playing late into the postseason in those primetime games and winning Super Bowls, which leads to Saturday Night Live and lots you of know. other things outside of football. And he's going to have an incredible career because of all of those things and opportunities that winning provides him. Hmm. But also when you're not being paid, which you know you're worth, it can be frustrating, and he was being honest and transparent about that. We know this is a salary cap league. If you're going to make high dollars, it's going to affect other things, so you're making choices here. But what frustrates me about what's happening with Travis and the tight end position in general is I really believe the high end receiving tight ends, the, the real 
targets in the way that Kelsey Waller, um, Kittle. Kittle, Kittle are, there's such a big gap between a regular guy who plays tight end and those guys. And those guys are, to me, more valuable than some of the top wide receivers in the league. Mm -hmm. So I do think that the scale for tight ends is very, I don't want to say unfair, it's not correct. Like, Travis Kelsey should be making more than a lot of the wide receivers that are above him in the league. Mm. So to me, I get his frustration, but I also feel like it's a bigger conversation of what the value of someone like a Travis Kelsey and a Kittle are. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Slick, you had a thought. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think any great player on a, on a great team faces this question in a sport with the salary cap. Yeah. And the one thing that I don't what understand. Question? Uh, the question, do I want to get paid as much as I possibly can or do I want to be on a team that wins? And with the second part, you have to trust that your team is capable, your management is capable of taking the money that they are saving on you mm -hmm. and utilizing it to build a team that's going to win. The, uh, Joy brought it up, and this is the one element that I, don't, um, that I don't know. I wish I had a graph for or understanding of, which is, how much money does Travis Kelsey make off of the field mm. because he's on a Super Bowl winning team? Now, I know that personality and individual success drives it to a certain, a certain point, but being a Super Bowl champion and having the platform that he does certainly brings him a lot of money off the mm -hmm. field. The other big question I have is why is his manager an agent Telling him that he's underpaid. Like, I, they know, get more I'll, bread. I'll throw that out to gets, you guys. When he gets paid more, they get they paid. Get paid I more. understand that. But who is supposed to be getting him paid the way he's supposed well, to get but paid? If, but, if they, but if he's saying, I don't want to go for the top dollar because right. I want to stay with a team that's going to pay me this. So they're saying the opportunity is there yeah, for you. He is the one that is preventing them from Got getting him Got the it. money, Got thereby getting themselves more money. And, and the contract, right? Like, like, okay, so I've been there, right? Where. I didn't have no money for real. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I got to get paid. I'm getting to my third year. And Jamal Charles signed a terrible deal. A, ter a terrible, terrible deal. But I'm like, man, listen, I'll, t I'll take that $15 million deal right now. I need it. And Drew's like, yo, don't you tripping. Chill. No, I got this. And we would have arguments because he wanted me to get more money. And then that's what happened. I waited. And then he was right. I got way more money than Jamal. Mm. But the point is I, I can see Travis. Like, listen, I love it here. I love Kansas City. My family comes here all the time. I have a great core with my quarterback. I love Andy Reid. We're winning Super Bowls. We're, we're in a conference game every yeah. year. So I can see him and his agent going back and forth. And I, I can see his agent every day. Dog. After they have a great game, he calls, man, Trav, yo, he, a great game, but bro, you, you deserve another mm -hmm, yeah. 10 million. Mm -hmm. So I can see that argument. And with him talking about it, he probably just reflecting, like, going back and forth with his agent. Here's the other part, though. So he's on a four-year, $57 million deal. Mm -hmm. He signed that in 2020, yep. before the 2020 season. So a lot of the success that has elevated Kelsey to this place where he's looking at it going, man, I, I could be making way more money now, is, has been generated over the last three years. He, when, when he signed this, did we know that we were gonna, well, no, when he, he was going to have the same... Oh. The same plot. Yeah, you Travis. look at him exactly the same way now as you did three Eight, years yeah. ago. Six, yeah. yeah. Okay. Kelsey's Kelsey okay. been getting busy for about five. The, the interesting thing for me is this. One, I love it because rarely do you see athletes be vulnerable. Busy. 
Like, athletes yeah. be big. Like, yeah. athletes mm-hmm. don't keep it real. And yeah. we talked about it pre-show. He is, to some degree, talking out both sides of his mouth. But if you're ever honest about anything in life, you have to talk about both sides of your mouth. You're in a relationship. Some parts of him or her you love. Some parts of him or her you hate. You can lie to yourself and everybody else, and everything is great. But it ain't real. Right. And Kelsey's like, look, I love winning. But nothing is tougher on individuals oftentimes when you and your homeboy who were making the same amount of bread and you watch them leave and go make three or four or two times as much money as you making when you know you are just as good, if not better than them. And that's, he, that's he watched Tyreek Hill walk yeah. out but the door. Tyreek is see, a Ty- wide receiver. But not, not even that part. Tyreek did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So this is how that went down. I, you know, my people, you know, I know what's going on. Big Red, my man. You know, Brett Vista, GM, my guy. Anyway... Tyreek Hill wanted more money. He said, look, coach, just give me, you know what? I, think the, I, I can't forget the number that they offered him, but it was like, hey, look, it wasn't number one, uh, um, you know, highest paid. Yeah. He said, all right, I don't want to be number one. At least give me, like, 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 top three. And I don't think it was top three money. So they couldn't work it out. He wasn't going to do what Travis did. He's not going to say, okay, listen, I just want to be paid a nice number, yeah. undervalued what I am, and I'll be here with the team. He didn't want to do that. So he goes to the, the Miami, Andy Reid, so great. He said, listen, either the, Dol- is the Dolphins or it was the Jets. He said, oh, man, I want to go to the Dolphins. Made that trade, boom. Where Travis they didn't want to go that route. Yeah. So I could see why he's like, dang, if, I, if I'd have did what Tyreek did, I'd have had way more money. But you can't go back on it. it. Is, Once you con- do it, you do it. Yeah, I mean, it's conflicting. I understand that. But again, he's not, he wasn't going to get $30 million a year. That's what wide receivers are paid. So, he could have got 20. Yeah. Trav could have got 20. He could have. Darren Waller well, got that's 17. Still 10, that was still $10 million. I mean, well, 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 like, every position I, I guess is, my argument is, I, on, there's two sides of it. One, I feel like the top-level tight ends, this pay scale should change. Yeah. I'm starting this campaign. <laughs> I just don't think it's reasonable. Like, Travis Kelsey is way more valuable than the... Don't let me go down this list. But the real kicker is, Kelsey would have to be the one to do it. Kelsey would have... Mm. Remember, Jimmy Graham tried. We talked about mm. this pre-show. When I believe it was the Saints who tried to tag oh, yeah. Jimmy Graham, yeah. and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't tag me as a tight end. Right. Because right. I, I lead the league in receiving yeah. touchdowns. My hand's like, never on the dirt as much as I'm outside. Jimmy Graham was always standing up. So Jimmy was like, don't tag me as a yeah, tight end. But to me, truth be told, it's Kelsey... It's maybe Andrews. Kittle could try to make the argument, but Kittle's hurt so often. That's really Kittle's dilemma. It's really Kelsey who would have to say, y'all got to run me 25. Somebody somewhere has to run me $25 million. And I think he could, I don't know. I don't no. know how it works. But like that, that to me that is, that to me is a really, is... it would be a bad team, yes. But I, I do think it is a dilemma within the NFL. It's a shift that's happened with tight ends because the pay scale was based off of a tight, a true definition of a tight end. And Travis Kelsey is not that. He's a receiving tight end, and he's that, that valuable to an offense. But the other part with Kelsey that I've, I find conflicting where I understand why Tyreek would leave is that after you win, go make your money. Make your bet. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you're a walk-in Hall of Famer. No one's going to blame you if you go and get a bag that you're really only going to get while you're playing in the NFL. Yeah. Like, there's future bags to get, and he will because he has that profile. But you're a winner. You're a champ. You've... You've done all the things that you need to do. You can do more, but what becomes more important to you? Getting that kind of money or continuing with this team when you have already established yourself as a future Hall of Famer? Shady, is there ever a fear, because you've been that, pro, that elite pro bowler, all pro player, is there ever a fear where it's like, man, maybe I might not get as busy in somewhere else and or maybe I just love where I'm at? You was a PA yeah, yeah. guy through and yep, through. Born in, or, you, were, you grew up in PA Went to Pitt, played for the Eagles. You never would have left Philly if it was up to you, yeah, regardless of that. That's a good point. So, first of all, when you're nice, you never think about, I can't get busy in any other offense. You think I'm a good player, I'm going to get busy in any offense. And the second part is, like, when it comes to the money part, like, 
it depends how much you love the city you're in. I think Travis loves yeah, Kansas. He loves KC. You can tell. Where mm-hmm. I think I think Tyreek Hill probably loves it. But obviously he didn't love it as much as Travis did because he wanted he wanted to get his money in Miami with the, no taxes, right? <laughs> if it was up to me in Philadelphia, I probably I made more money in um, Buffalo, right? But I would have took less and stayed in Philadelphia. Philly. And me and Chip kind of could have worked it out because it, I just, I just I'm, it's the hometown, it's the home team. I'm from from there. I'm an hour away from Philadelphia. So and I love the team. I love the the, the fans, the community. I would have definitely took a little less. Hmm. Wait, let me say I'll take a little less because <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. It's funny, Slick, you brought up a great point. You said, well, how much has Travis Kelsey been elevated by winning Super Bowls and playing for Super Bowl teams? I wanted to agree with you, but before the show, I thought about it, and I was like, any tight end that gets busy, whether you win or you don't win, they all kind of make it on TV. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, Saturday Night Live? I'm hosting just, it? I'm not saying hosting it, I but see, I'm saying... I've only seen two tight ends get, get, get that type of exposure. And it's him, and who's the other one? Gronk. I agree. I yeah. ain't seen no other but, tight end. But all of them. Come on. And, man, they're Tony both, and how did they get and it? they're both champs. They're sure, both right. champions. Yeah. They're both dominant. Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Jason Witten. Like, these are not other the same, guys. Not, not on the same level. Witten was a great player, but he, he wasn't they, on the They've t- made that jump. Yeah, they but made that but jump. They, but they haven't made the jump. They're, those guys are on TV. Tony has Those guys time. are on Saturday Night Jason Witten was handed a job straight from retirement without even retiring. That's, that's not the same that's thing the same as, thing. like, commercials, hosting yeah, Saturday that, Night Live. That's still within, the, see that's still within the sport. In, in the Vanity Fair piece, the reason he got Saturday Night Live was because they he won the Super Bowl. Of course, Bowl. of course. Oh, but I'm saying the doors are still going to be open because guest hosting Saturday Night Live is cool, but that's not providing – the bags are going to be there is what I'm saying. Like the bags for are them type of guys. Okay. for hey, them type of guys. Mr. 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 Bachelor, like, <laughs> we all, we all know – we all know when you can step outside of the sports stream of course. and hit the mainstream. It's different. You ain't lying. You ain't. He got it. You got a rose Checkmate. on right now. Checkmate. You got a rose he, on you right he, now. He, he got it. It's time for me to go to break. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, a little breaking news that we have been waiting for. What in the world was going to happen with James Harden? As we check in on our social life, the social temperature, we see Justin from Tom's Carnia. James Harden is opting into his $35.6 million deal for next season. In order for the 10-time All-Starter and the 76ers to work together on a trade out of Philadelphia. Okay, so what this means, James Harden is going to opt into his deal, but he won't actually play another game for the Sixers. Slick, break down the ration behind that for the viewers at home. So what this means is that uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are not willing to give him the kind of contract that he wanted. The whole idea was that he signed this team-friendly deal so they could sign P.J. Tucker, that he would opt out this year, and then they would give him his bag. Which tells me that Daryl Morey no longer has the juice that he once did because he and Harden have been boys for a while now. He's the reason that Harden is there. Daryl Morey's role for the Sixers. Daryl Morey is the team president, GM. GM. He's He's in charge of personnel. And there's been some talk about, like, 
they are not getting where they need to go. And he was the one who brought Harden in and the Ben Simmons thing didn't work out, like all of these elements. And so it'll be very interesting to see what the next shoe is that drops. And the teams, as far as the Clippers and the Knicks, are very curious destinations because looking just at the contracts that they'd have to send back the other way, like Paul George makes 10 million more. Yeah. So I don't know that that's an even trade. So you'd have to you'd have to aggregate a couple players to be able to make it work. And like I Harden Brunson in the backcourt mm. in New York. Mm. Uh, Am I wrong for saying nobody should want to touch James Harden? Am I wrong for that? You ain't wrong. In, in college, you my, ain't tripping. In college, my coach said this. This is one of the most offensive statements I've ever heard in my oh, life. He said it to a player. It was a, a, a four four star cornerback. He said, "You know Midas. Everything he touched turns to gold. Gold. That's right. Where everything you touch turns to oh." And I feel like. James Harden. He said that to you? No. Oh. I feel like. Of course not. (laughs) I feel like. Shout out Will Muschamp. I feel like everything James Harden touches turns to chaos. I won't say it turns to poop, but I will say it turns to chaos. Because Houston, particularly upon the exit, extremely and utterly chaotic. Brooklyn, extremely and utterly chaotic. The Sixers, Harden arrives. Now, his Sixers obviously have been in some turmoil themselves. But the Sixers, chaotic. If you are an NBA franchise that desires championships, not stardom, why in the world, Shady, would you want to acquire James Harden? I don't get it. Yeah, I, want, I, don't, I don't want him. And I'm a Sixer fan for sure. I mean, it's just, when, I, when I watch the plays, like, I, I think we're so stuck on what it used to be. Who it used to be. Oh, James Harden. And the name is a big name. Until you see him up close and personal. Right? I, mean, you, I don't see no more explosion. I, I, he still looks quick. He can't get to the hole of the same. I, all right, hold on a he second. He got the same lift. It's, it's over for him. Hold on Slick. How can you be... He's washed. A, I'm gonna, he's washed. I'm going to say it, bro. How can you he be washed. as big of a Kyrie fan as you are? Uh-huh. And be that negative about James Harden. What's the it's, distinction it's, between those two guys? It's not that I'm not being negative. It's not that I'm being negative. I'm being honest. You're being a hater. Like I wanted him, James Harden. I'm not hating on him. I you wanted are. him to do well for my team, my Sixers. But when I watch him, he has a, a, a 40 point game, game one, and he disappears. When we need you most, you disappear. We need you most, you disappear. And Kyrie. So we, this type is not about Kyrie Irving. <laughs> not yet. And then it's another thing, like, if, 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 if I want to win. If I want to win, he's not one of the options I'm going to get. I don't think that winning is is his priority. It's his main thing that he wants to really do. Joy, do you think that is for James Harden? Is James Harden a conduit to success? You think winning is his priority? Would you want James Harden? Where do you stand? I mean, we we don't. We're not being serious. This is not. A, he's not a serious person. Like this is not right. <laughs> I mean, we know what ja- what James Harden's yeah. priorities are. Like he makes a lot of money. He can have moments where he puts up some shots, mm-hmm. but they had an opportunity this year. Like, the opportunity was there. It was there for the taking. It was right there. All you got to do is, like, hit some buckets, just a few. Just, just, just a few. Just hit a few in the fourth quarter. And no points in the fourth quarter in the last three games of that series. It's zero. None. Donut. How? He did win game one all by himself. He did. Okay. One game, yes, great. He's good for one game. He is good for one game. There are lots of there's lots of guys throughout this postseason alone that all we right. could point to and say yes. that guy did one this game. that you, won but, this one but game. But you guys gotta help Honey me Walker. out here. Like Joy, are you are you 
with Shady in terms of you're making a distinction so between Kyrie and, Ke- and wh- this man. Give me what Kyrie why we keep talking I, about Kyrie? I don't know why we're talking about Kyrie. Because, because, because your view of Harden is so disparate Pause. from your view oh. of Kyrie. She paused us. Kyrie is a ring. Hmm. James ain't seen no ring. With LeBron. I don't, think, I don't, I don't, I don't care who you want to win. But I don't think James uh, did, cares did, about Did Kyrie hit that shot? Did Kyrie hit that shot? Okay, but if we're talking about Kyrie Irving right now and James Harden right now, tell me what the great distinction is I'm gonna between the two. I'm going to tell you one of them is this. Because you guys are singing the praises of Kyrie. I'm not singing the praises of Kyrie. Kyrie wants to win a championship. I think James Harden wants to get some buckets, one foot in the club and one foot in the court well, and have a good time. Let's, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cincinnati Bengals, they have been one of the most star-studded teams in the NFL since Joe Burrow showed up. Back-to-back division titles, consecutive AFC championship game appearances, and the painful Super Bowl loss, but they were there. It's time to take the next step in Cincy. Joe Burrow said, quote, the sense of urgency has risen in the locker room. Shady, my thought is this. It's Super Bowl or bust for the Bengals. Now, that seems outlandish. It seems like a reach. I'll explain my rationale. I think it's Super Bowl or bust for every AFC team. The AFC is about to be competitive for God knows how long. Trevor Lawrence is getting better. Justin Herbert is getting better. Patrick Mahomes is present. Aaron Rodgers don't know what he will do, but he has an incredibly high ceiling. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, I believe they will get better. Josh Allen, he could get over the hump. Lamar Jackson, he's present and getting better. You got to get yours while you can because you never know when you won't be able to get one again. The Bengals have gone to a Super Bowl in Joe Burrow's short-lived career. The Bengals have gone to two AFC Championship games in Joe Burrow's short-lived career. You never know when you're going to go back. Mm. So for my mind, for my money, in my mind, it's always Super Bowl or bust because you never know if that window that you believe will be open in perpetuity is actually going to be open. I'm constantly reminded of Philip Rivers, an incredibly decorated, I believe, 18-year or so career. Philip Rivers went to an AFC Championship game just one time. Just one time in his illustrious career. He probably thought when he went to that AFC Championship game, I believe early on, I believe it was maybe year three or year four. I'm sure I will be corrected as I'm talking. I'm not looking up the stats, going off memory. I'm sure he probably thought two, five, oh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Like Joe Burrow and Bengals fans probably think to themselves, oh, we're going to do this all time. Philip Rivers, he went in year four. But you never know when that window is going to close. So that's why, Shady, I think it's Super Bowl or bust for the Bengals. Hyperbole, sure, but I genuinely think it is. Where do you stand? Super Bowl or bust? Nah, I'm not for that. I don't believe that. All these years of playing football and watching it, I don't believe that it's either a Super Bowl or bust. For example, if that's the case, and every, every quarterback, every team is Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. Right? Other than Patrick Mahomes. He's, a, I can say, the Chiefs are the only team that I can say, Ian, I'm an Eagle, you know, fan, fanatic. There's only one team that I can say, you know what? They're going to be in a Super Bowl. Right? Mm-hmm. So I can't really say that for Joe Burrow. I think one thing that Joe Burrow said that I love, he said that it's 
my window was open as long as I'm here. Correct. To win a Super Bowl. So if it's not this year, if it's next year, I, I think they have the capability of going out there and winning a Super Bowl. But I don't want to say this year is a Super Bowl or bust. I, I can't live like that. That's just the lie I'm afraid of, I guess. And I don't know if it's a lie or if yeah. it's true. Slick, obviously, you are a born in Cincinnati? Yes, sir. Born and raised in Cincinnati. Born and raised in Cincinnati. So born and a natty. Oh, yeah, natty. natty. Oh, gosh. I, I still haven't digested that one. The, the, my issue with that, and I love Joe Burrow, obviously. He's one of my favorite players in the league. We, we spent some time together last offseason. He was in Cali. Is the window might not always be open. When you're young, you think you got forever ahead of you in anything in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, my mm-hmm. parents. I can't believe they 40. Now, here I am, mm-hmm. just, you know, five, mm-hmm. six, seven Eight years away from now, I guess. It's a while. <laughs> it's a while. <laughs> I still yeah. got a while. But when you're young, you think you got all the time in the world. Yeah. I just don't know. I think it is literally Super Bowl or bust. I understand why you say that, but let me, let me preface all of this by saying Bengals fans do not expect this to happen all the time. In fact, it's quite the opposite. There's an old joke about that you can always pick out the Bengals fan in a crowd because they're made of pure scar tissue. <laughs> There's only once in this team's franchise history that they've gone to the playoffs three years in a row. The last two times they went to a Super Bowl, the following year they lost in the wild card, and then they didn't go to the playoffs at all for five years. The next time they went to the Super Bowl, they didn't make the playoffs the following year. And they only made the playoffs once in the subsequent, I think it was 16 years. So this run of accomplishment is something that, as a Bengals fan, I think I speak for all of us, We're getting used to. And I would like to believe that because Joe Burrow is there and Jamar Chase is there, that you have the nucleus for something that is always, now you just need to build the rest of it, right? But it is a small market. They haven't always spent a ton of money. They've they've been economical. And I can understand where, I understand where you're coming from in terms of you're about to pay Joe Burrow. You're going to have to pay Jamar Chase. Like, it's going to become more challenging to have the talent around them to compete for Super Bowl. So I want to say that based on what they have right now, if they don't get back to the AFC Conference championship game, then it would be a disappointment. But I am not going to be Jamar Chase and suggest, as Shady said, that they should beat the Kansas City Chiefs, that they should be the best team in the AFC. And if they don't, they're a disappointment. I struggle with this because I think any great team has aspirations of winning a Super Bowl. You know, there's some teams that you are playing on and you know you, you don't really have a chance. Like, you, you know you're going to go out there and try your best, but you don't have the guy at quarterback. You don't have enough talent. You're just going to try. And if you make the playoffs, it's like a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you are a great team, you are starting the season with the expectations that this is a, this is a year we're going to try and win the championship. If they don't win a championship this year – Are they not going to be able to do that next year? To me, all of these teams, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Bills, the Eagles, on and on and on, these the Chiefs, these teams that are in this space with these young quarterbacks in their prime, this is their window right now. And only one team can win the Super Bowl. So, yes, is it Super Bowl best for any team that has their guy at quarterback, that has their coach and has some talent? Sure. But we're not going to look at all of these teams' seasons as – unmitigated failures if they don't because there's only one winner and we don't think of the Eagles season as a failure was it disappointing because they didn't win the Super Bowl sure it certainly wasn't a failure the Bengals last year were not a failure getting to the AFC championship game is a success for them I hear what you're saying that the windows aren't open forever and there are certainly teams that I think are in that situation if you were to tell me there's name two teams this year that 
really should make it to a Super Bowl at least. Or, in my opinion, it's a failure. And I've been wrestled off of this mountain that I tried to climb. But to me, the Jets would be in that situation because Aaron Rodgers is making the money that he makes. And truly, his window is small. Mm. He's, his window is small because of his age. When you're talking about youth mm -hmm. and not having a window forever, I don't think he's going to play more than two years. So if he was going there to win a championship, the window is literally small. And then Deshaun Watson because of the contract that he has. But other than that, it's really tough to argue that you have a, a Super Bowl expectation of every single team. And for that matter, you mentioned the Chiefs. I would put the Chiefs and the Rams in that, in that category. Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay just won a Super Bowl two years ago. The Chiefs won a Super Bowl. Those are two teams that don't have anything really to prove at this point. Shady, were you the type of player that was like, either we want to win a Super Bowl. If I win a Super Bowl, seasons of success. If I don't, seasons of failure. Were you black and white? Or were you like, eh, I did well in the playoffs, so that was a successful season. Where'd you stand? Every season, every season is different. So if I'm playing a, a, a season and we're not, look like we're going to the, head into the Super Bowl or the playoffs, then how can I think that, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't go to the playoffs, so it, it's a bad year when the whole season looked like we weren't going to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I've been on those type of teams, right? You can't fool yourself. But other teams, I feel like we got to the playoffs. If we didn't win the Super Bowl, then that was like a letdown. Like, dang, because we had the team, we had the coaches. We were there for a reason. So I, I, I think you got to measure this every season for what it is. I mean, obviously, before the year starts. That's where I'm at. You yeah, want to win the, the Super season. Bowl. But you know who's in your locker room. See, I don't play that game. I'm as honest as it gets. If I'm in a locker room with the, the Bengals, I'm looking to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, it can look like, like, wow, it was a failure year. Or at least make it to the playoffs. But if I play for the... Cardinals. No, 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 no. The Patriots. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking to go... I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I want to go to the playoffs. Yeah. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I want to win my division. But likely, we probably won't. So I won't look at that season like a failure if we don't go to the playoffs because I thought for my quarterback, for my coaches, we're not going. Yeah. When, when are you thinking that? Like, is that from the get-go? Man, you ain't camp. You, right? you, see, you see who's dropping passes. You see guys going on sides. You see guys missing blocks. You know what's going to happen. But usually I would say you have to be pretty bad to know you're not going far. Like most, when I was in 2012 with the Cleveland Browns, I knew beginning of the season, we're not going to, nor are we winning a Super Bowl. Every year I was with the Eagles, I genuinely thought, oh, we could win a Super Bowl. Things got to shake right, got to get a little bit lucky, got to get a break here, got to get a break there. But every year in Philly, I was like, Shady's here, Macklin's here, Deshaun Jackson's here, Jason Peters is here. Yeah. Offensively, we got enough. Like they paying those dudes big money. Offensively, we got enough. If you're the Bengals, I'm like, Burrow's here, right. Chase is here, T. Higgins is here, Mixon's here, Tyler Boyd is here. Like, we got enough. That's just where I'm at with oh, it. Oh, my only thing, issue is like, because I, I, I felt like that for a period of time in my career with teams I was with. But the other part is like, okay, the winning Super Bowl every year is, is, is hard to do. That's why it's never been done like that. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't see guys going over and over and over again to the Super Bowl other than guys like Tom Brady. Yep, in my homes. Right? In my homes. So, it's hard to do. So that's why I've never seen or, or, or felt like, okay, well, we're going to the bowl this year. Okay, we're going to the bowl next year. Because you know reality is like, okay, who's doing this? So only a couple of players or teams doing this. Also, the other teams have a say in this as well. They get paid, too. <laughs> like they, get paid. they get paid, They got too. good players. Like, they're not just like, all oh, the Bengals are here. Like, oh, this is, it's a wrap. Is there anybody that we put in the, in the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes camp? Like, no. are they... Are they one of one? Like, or do you separate yeah. them from this everybody else going into this no, season? Eagles. 
I put the Eagles there. You put them right there. Yeah. As well. Eagles better. But, I mean, first off, the, NFC, last the NFC East, the NFC, not the NFC East, the NFC East is good. The NFC is a joke. Like, this, it's almost laughable that all of the great quarterbacks, by the time the season starts, eight of the top ten highest-paid quarterbacks will be in the AFC. Eight of the top ten highest-paid quarterbacks will be in the NFC, AFC by the time the season starts. You want to know which one in the NFC, one of the two? Jalen Hurts. Oh. Eagles, <laughs> Eagles Jalen Hurts. Okay. Then furthermore, when you look at the Eagles roster once again, decorated. But Jalen Hurts coming off another good season. Nick Sirianni coming off an actual competent season. At running back, you bolstered the squad. Now, I don't think the Eagles got better. I just don't think they got worse. But I think other teams got worse. The well, he, Chiefs well, have at, been to five straight AFC Championship games right. and won two Super right. Bowls and That's been to three. There's no one else close to them. Are you that, handicapping no them because they're in the NFC? Well, to, that's why I asked Slick Joy, are you talking about this season? If, he, if Slick was talking about in totality, no, nah, there's nobody else. But who do I have just as much yeah, confidence as the Chiefs? Yeah, but the totality is not just because the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. The totality is w- their body of work over the past five years. Like, the Eagles just arrived. Interestingly enough for me, I have just as much confidence, if not more, in the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl then than the Chiefs going well, back. Okay, so wait, 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 why, though? That's- One, I'm looking at road travel. Like, okay. who would the Eagles have to beat? I think there are three, maybe two really good teams in the NFC. The Cowboys and the Niners, really good. Hmm. Outside of that, I think the Lions, to Joy's point, she's been hot on them for a while. I would say the Seahawks. You could say the Vikings. You could say the, you could say the Giants, right? Like, think about the teams I'm just yeah. kind of naming. Whereas in the AFC, yes, the Chiefs got to go through the Bengals, the Bills, the Ravens, hmm. the Dolphins, maybe the Jets, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Jags. Yeah, they've been doing Agreed. it. Agreed. And, 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 like, I want to put the Eagles with the Chiefs. I, I want to, right? Inside wants to do it, but I can't. And she talked about it. Like, the resume that the Chiefs been playing in the last five years is um, it's crazy. So, for me to put the, the, the Eagles, who have – I think they arrived, right? They arrived, but it's not the same as the Chiefs. Chiefs, they arrived, and they're still delivering. I think the scariest part for me with the Chiefs is you can take pieces away, and it doesn't matter. Like, that's what's they the scariest. Without Tyreek Hill, I didn't think that was possible. Like, like, you heard what I was saying? Yeah, like, ain't no way. Ain't no yeah. way they can do that. I played with him. I seen what he could do. And that may be with the Eagles, too, but I just, I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And hopefully you don't have to. You know what I mean? Hope, yeah, right, right, right. Hopefully you don't have to. I just look at the competition and I'm I like. I hope you're right, though. I hope my Eagles are there. <laughs> it, it, but the, the, this thing for me, Shady, and I'll take it to break with this, is if the Eagles aren't, who beat them? Like, that's what I would have a hard time answering. Uh, now, obviously, I'm assuming health. I don't want to assume anybody Any, gets anything hurt. Anything can happen. Now. Of course season. it can. Long of course, season. Of course it can. And a played, bad game can happen. No doubt about right? it. Right? But if the Eagles lose, I'm like, dang, you lost to the Cowboys, you lost to the Niners. Because if you lose to the Giants or the Vikings or the Packers or the Bears or the Panthers or the Saints or the Bucks or the Seahawks. I mean, it's June, like, yeah. though. But yeah, if, yeah. if the, whole, the whole world could be different in If in the September. Chiefs lose. The whole like, world was different two days ago. True, true. I, I'm just not lowering the bar for you. I was different yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I'm different the outfit day. was. The man was the same.